The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. Podcast with me, Kalichi Osunwa, at the helm today, and uh, it has been a week, uh, well, weekend rather, of just bananas football. That's all I've got. Just absolutely bananas football. Uh, Sean and I have a phone call every Thursday night, which may or may not become a podcast. Uh, look out for that, and we go through like the odds for these games, right? And we're just like, oh, these odds are too big. These odds are a little bit too small. And a few of them, we were like, ah, there's no way this team should be favored by this much. There's no way this team should be favored by that much. The math isn't isn't right, right? Because we're absolute loser, pathetic dorks, right? And some of them, we were like, nope, this team should win. This team should win. This team should win. Yo, only one favorite won this weekend. And they won by six goals to one. We would have never thought that. The league leaders who were almost like $3 favorites, right? Lost 4-0 at home to Inglewood. An Inglewood side who we just can't figure out. We can't trust. Like we literally cannot trust them. Their wins have been against Olympic Kingsway. Their wins have also been against Sterling Macedonia and Floriot. And this is like early in the season. Inglewood, I don't get you. I'm sure you don't get you, but I don't get you. Um, but look, we'll stop my ranting and go right from the start with a special debut report from a roving reporter who was at the Perth Glory Floriot game and had this to say. It's full time here at Lark Hill Sportsplex where Floriot Athena have defeated the Perth Glory youth side Three goals to one. Pretty end-to-end match, pretty exciting. Glory took an early lead through Jaden Gorman before Noah Shamaki finally hit the back of the net after a few weeks of frustration. Ben Steele then netting a little flip around the corner from a Floriot set-piece to see Floriot 2-1 up at half-time. Nick Ambrosio sealing the deal with about five minutes of time to play. For the first 60 minutes of the game, as expected, the the youthful, very talented young glory side controlled the tempo, um, were able to get the ball down and play, but much to Floriot's credit, their structure was was held very well, um, very disciplined performance, has to be expected from so many experienced players. Uh, as of about 60 minutes, you could see the frustration start to creep into glory's game and Floriot forced them to play a bit longer, which maybe doesn't suit uh, the glory, the glory players as such, and and playing into the hands of the de- the defence, um, the experienced defenders, Chris Saldaris, Ben Steele, Dennis Gallen, Jesse Fuller, uh, happy to sit there and mop up at the back and let, you know, Andrew Palmer, Sean McManus, Nick Ambrogio, those sort of boys scrap and win the fouls and free kicks for the second ball. 
Uh, Floriot's approach on the on the ball was quite direct. Um, they set up their their press pretty well. Certain triggers um, sort of played into their hands in terms of how Glory were trying to play. Um, and a really sort of exhilarating finish to the game. Young Joel and Asmo broke three from a, a Floriet set piece. Um, the young Glory uh, magician managed to get on the end of it. Beat one, beat two. Looked as if he was going to equalise late. Jason Saldarish pulling out a big save. And Nick Ambrosio, after a, a late Luca Iveen save, managed to very classy finish over the top to to put the icing on the cake for Floriet. Um just some special mentions Jaden Gorman for the glory ever lively um really sort of blossoming in that role up front for the glory youth side strong direct quick comfortable at taking a first touch forward and playing uh Josh and Asmo in the second half really got to grips with with his game and definitely caused Floriet a few moments of panic um and Kaelin Majekadumi at the back, having a very, uh, very solid season so far, and really, really one of the the best youngsters to look out for. In terms of Floriat, Ben Steele, after a pretty slow start to the season through injury, his second start back after the nil nil draw away to Balcada last weekend, putting a a really great performance at, at right back, um, and obviously capped it off with that second goal. Sean McManus, um, the again ever lively, doesn't stop. Little wind up toy, um, I can't really fold him. Uh, I know. I was speaking to him throughout the week. He's a bit frustrated with his end product at the moment, but his work rate and again his delivery for Noah Shamaki's first goal was was top draw. And uh, Jason Sardaris made a couple of big saves. The one previously mentioned, but at one nil up as well. Um, Josh and Asmo's one-on-one with him and and Jason's pulled off a great near post save, strong left hand. So overall, a really exciting game of football. Um, it's a good good advert for the local game. You know, Floriat, plenty of experience in that in that dressing room. Glory, plenty of up-and-coming talents. Um, I know Glory have always been young, but it seems that this year they're taking that approach as well as being able to so they get their head down and, and battle where needed. They definitely don't shy away from the challenge, but um, Florida will be hoping that this win takes them on. Um, you know, the ascent up the table um, and glory of Jodas, as 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 the young squad that they are, have to use this and and hopefully use it as a learning curve to, to, you know, get back on track next week. But, you know, halfway through the season, it's the league set up so nicely and Florida have shown that when they get their head down and get to work they're they're definitely not a team to count out and they'll be looking for a, a late search so enjoyed that one over to you boys cheers for that uh that is our npl insider whose name we are trying to uh protect um and so to give them that little bit of extra anonymity we will uh, go by the name uh, mac zorgan yeah mac zorgan um but interesting result uh, that's two positive results for floriat in a row um it's enough to move them off the bottom of the table with that result as well if you get a chance to see the highlights 
all three of their goals look like they're on the counter and it's like it looks like a Perth Glory attack is happening and it looks very very promising and then boom three or four passes later uh, for I get the result and get the goals so good to see good to see them getting results and getting points as well and um, it will be interesting to see if Tommy still has any shares in the Florida Athena stocks. Um, and good to see my boy with the boat getting, oh, sorry, my boy with the arc rather, uh, getting some goals as well. Um, yeah, I covered the Perth Red Star Olympic Kingsway game. I say covered, but it was pretty tough. I was coaching kids at the time. We were trying to uh, watch it on the big screen behind us. And I look over my shoulder and nothing ball gets played into the box by Ryan Finney. And I stop looking and I go back and go back to coach the kids and give them the next instructions. I look back up and it's 1-0. And it turned out Daryl Nichols scored an absolute screamer. Um, Takes one touch to beat his defender, another one to off-balance them, and then just rifles this effort that kind of loops and flutters into the top corner on his left-hand side with his left foot. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a terrific finish. It's classic Darren Nicol. And then the next thing I know, I look over, and there's a red card over the Perth Red Star. That's right, there's a red card over the Perth Red Star marker, but Darren Nicol's taking a penalty, which Joe Pollard does a great job getting down and saving and the ball comes right back to Darren Nicole who blazes it over the bar <clears throat> and you would have put your money on him to score the penalty and the follow-up um, but he ends up getting the last laugh with a hat-trick with a cracking header and a lovely little finish there after being set up by Chuck Dorpit but in truth the game was over in the around the 28th minute when Callum O'Connell was a judge to have brought down uh, Sonny O'Shea in the box and when you see it from the angle that we've got in the gantry, it kind of looks like it kind of looks like two players coming together, and um, and Sonny was in front. So you go, cool, fair enough, fair play, penalty. Um, but then referee Arvin Shaymuganathan kind of puts his hand up, and you see this red card, and you're going, ooh, not too sure what's happened there, and he's gestured with his forearm um, as if to say that you've brought this player down. It's denial of a clear goal scoring opportunity and you have not made a football move so if he kind of like um if o'connell had had like put his foot in the way while doing that then i think that would have been deemed a football move but that's definitely a dogs are one that we would speak on um on a monday morning on a monday podcast but i don't think we've got to do one this weekend because it's a public holiday um but yeah that that kind of put the game to bed in truth, having spoken to some of the players and some of the team from um, Olympic Kingsway, they put their hand up and said that their first half wasn't that great. It wasn't it wasn't the best first half. And you can even see that ball that gets played in um, to Nickel, who then flicks it on to O'Shea. The line is at sixes and sevens. You, you can't really draw the line of the back four because it looks like a back two, another midfield two, and then another midfield two in front of that two. With, yeah, it, it just looked a little bit disjointed. Um, and then to quote to quote one of their players, they were basically just chasing shadows. Then and the last team that you want to have ten men against, and you can ask Sorrento this, and you can ask Armadale this, who both hammered with ten men, um, is is Red Star, and they just kind of cranked it up a notch. Um, we gave the man of the match to Chok Dow, who had an assist. This beautiful run from halfway he beats a couple players again. It was off a. Um, Olympic Kingsway transition where they had the ball, played the ball up, lost the ball. I think it was a free kick for for them on that time. And it just left 
acres and acres and acres of space um, for Chuck Dowdle to exploit. And Tyler Garner is not slow um, and, yeah, couldn't keep up. And then Chuck just squared it off to, to Daryl for his second. And then um, Chuck took over. He scored two goals himself in the second half. Um, this was after a penalty was awarded to Kingsway. Um, Garner did play Finelli through, who looked up, played a curious cross into our favourite singer, Karen Byrne. Um, and a penalty was awarded. Referee Arvin put his hand up and said, look, it was handball. And you could hear handball from the stands as well. So... So yeah, I think no complaints on on, on that one. Byrne made it 2-1, but as I was saying, Chuck came back, made it 3-1 with a delightful 1-2 um, with Higgins. He just caught his defender square, did a 1-2 with Higgins, played into the box, lovely left foot finish. And then again, on the transition, Kingsway lost the ball. A huge, a huge crossfield pass is played to him and he just squares up his man, takes a touch, takes a touch and just uses him as a shield to kind of curl it into the bottom corner. Um, Daryl Nickel then scored a header and then Blair Govan finished it off with a, uh, with a far post finish. But again, yeah, that, that game was kind of over after that red card. And I think, I think myself and Sean have seen Red Star play three times this year and it's been the demolition at Sorrento, the demolition at Armadale and the demolition at Kingsway. And I don't think we want to see you guys play anymore because if we have that kind of power, that's just not fair. Um, but let's go through and see some of the other results. Armadale with a, I don't think it would be, I think they would have been considered favourites for that game as well. They, they lost 2-3 to Sorrento, so we're going to go check that out later on. Another big shock of the round is Perth SC beating Bayswater. Look, that's you know a, a classic derby. That is a derby with the two most winning NPL sides. So Perth winning is is not a shock at all. But Perth winning six one is a huge shock, especially when up until then Bayswater City had had really done a good job rounding off the defence. But you now look at them and they're in third place, only three points off top, but. Score 22, conceded 23, and we're at the halfway mark. So the league is kind of showing shape and teams are trying to show who they are. But still can't figure them out. And now all of a sudden Perth, who were in the relegation zone <laughs> two weeks ago, they've now had two wins on the trot and they're now uh, sitting fifth. But again, they are four points off top. Um, another result that we kind of came through was the Coburn city Balcata etna game. That ended 2-2. But, 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 Etna were 2-0 up. And then Coburn had a red card while Etna were 2-0 up. And in the space of 10 minutes, Coburn score and then equalize to make a 2-2 and then lose another player. And that was the game that Sean and I originally wanted to go to. But wowzers, trousers, I would have hated to have been in that dressing room at full time when Glenn Grostate has just lost two goals against the 10 men away from home. Um, the extra two points there, believe it or not, would have, yeah, the extra two points, they would have put Balcata in third. Um, they're still fourth, but it would have put them in third and been one point off top. Um, and 
Sean loves them. It's the fighting cockerels, man. It's that fighting cockerel spirit. They they love it when they are counted out. They love it when they're down and out. Where I'm gonna go try see those stats, um, see those games as well, see those highlights. Goodness gracious me, ladies and gentlemen, it's 7 a.m. and I'm trying to do this. Um, gonna go see those highlights. And I think you should too. Um, and in the other shock of the round was Sterling Macedonia zero, Inglewood four. And luckily we had our own roving reporter, Josh Chyatt, who was there to see it. And uh, he had this to say and also had an interview following that as well. Check it out. And before we dive back into part two, we just want to send a quick thank you out to Balance and Revive Massage Therapy, our latest sponsors here at the Perth Football Podcast. And if you want to get 10% off remedial and sports massages, just go and say hi uh, from the Perth Football Podcast. Use the code PFP23. Uh, that's PFP23. And you get 10% off all remedial and sports massages at Balance and Revive. You can find them in Carambine at 1 Hobson's Gate. Josh here. I've just been at Macedonia Park where Inglewood thrashed Sterling Macedonia, the hosts 4-0. Sterling Macedonia came into the game on the top of the ladder. You might not have realised it by the end of the game. Inglewood had a plan. They executed it to perfection. A counter-attacking game style and all four of their attacking weapons, Shub McCullough, Chad Nelson, Rene Casesa and Dylan White ended up with a goal. They had to do it with the players they had on the pitch to start off with. They were pretty light on. They only had three subs. All three were named in the under-20s game earlier. Sterling Macedonia, they had a few players out themselves as well. A big out, James Bosdet in goals. They lacked the creativity of Alex Tanevsky and uh, Calvin Whitney uh, in the attacking area of the pitch as well. A bit of that intensity that gold medal winner Whitney brings still without Dej Spaseski as well. Ingwood had their goalkeeper Alex Dunn to thank as well for two massive saves. It was a return to form for him. He didn't put a foot wrong all day, did the Inglewood captain. At the end of the day, though, it was their attacking three or four who really made the difference today. Shub McCullough played a false nine role. He did really well dropping in between the lines and picking up the ball. He scored the first one. Chad Nilsson, he burnt the... Sterling defence for pace for the second goal. A mix-up at the back left Rene Casesa to volley home into an open net. Uh, early on, around halfway through the second half, and then Dylan White sealed it at the end of the day. Incredible run of games for Inglewood. Two weeks ago, they beat Kingsway 4-0. Then they lost to Perth SC 4-0 last week before winning 4-0 today. You wouldn't have picked it going in. Sterling Macedonia have been in such fantastic form. They looked like the most unshakable team in the comp petition just seem to be going about their business very quietly they'll have a bit to think about because the performance from Sterling today you would have to say really wasn't good enough for a team that wants to be challenging for the title it's still very very tight here's a stat for you every single team has as many points as Balcata did last season in the position that staved off relegation and we're only 11 games through that's how tight this is we could be looking into the mid-20s to avoid that relegation playoff at this point uh, I'm signing off today but before I go I'll drop in this little interview with Chad Nilsson who had a fantastic game for Inglewood he's enjoying being swung back into an attacking position wide on the left 
Josh here with Inglewoods. Chad Nielsen after a massive 4-0 win over Sterling Macedonia. They were league leaders coming into the game today. Chad, you didn't have much cattle on the bench there. What did it mean putting in a performance given uh, it seemed like so many odds were stacked against the team? Yeah, I mean, it's a great win. Um, pretty short-handed, like you said. We've got a few boys away at the moment, a few boys injured. We had, I think we just had 11 players and then we had to bring a few resis up for the bench. And we've got a cup game again on Tuesday, so we're really short-handed at the moment. So this win means a lot, you know, um, especially to come here and win 4-0. I mean, I can't, I'm, I'm just can't say no words. But that's just, I'm just so happy with that, you know. Like, yeah, credit to the boys, really. Put in a shift today. Yeah. You yourself, you've had a bit of a swing from playing left-back earlier in the year and you've been thrust into a more attacking position. Have you enjoyed that change, moving more out onto the left wing? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's my natural position, you know, playing in, in the front three there, usually on the left. Um, so when I originally come across from Armadale to Inglewood, that was uh, a bit of a change for me, playing, you know, full-back and wing-back, um, which I enjoyed and I learned a lot playing there, to be honest. I think I'm, I'm better for it now as an attacker, you know, seeing that side of it. Um, so but I'm stoked now to be back playing where I love playing. I love scoring goals, creating goals. So I'm really enjoying my football at the moment. So I'm looking forward to the next one. Uh, a 4-0 win, then a 4-0 loss, then a 4-0 win. The clean sheet's pretty important. The first half, you're under the pump a lot, and Alex Dunn pulled off two massive saves. What did it mean seeing a performance like that from your captain and goalkeeper today? Oh, you know, week in, week out, Dunn, is, he just does, gets the job done. You know, that's why he's a fearless leader of our, of our club. He has been for so many years now. Um, you know what you're going to get from him. He's very consistent and um, he's a great captain. Um, two massive saves there. You know, that's what he does. You can't say anymore. That's what he does week in, week out. And you just kind of take it for granted sometimes because that's just what he does week in, week out. But crazy, crazy saves today. He kept us in it and get, allowed us to, you know, get on the front foot. And once we got a couple goals, we were cruising from that point. Yeah. Question, mate. Is there a quicker player in the league than you? I'd be interested to know if there is. I backed myself in as I was up there. Um, do you get the stats? Do they give you the? Uh, do they give you any uh, statistics at all? They, we do track it. I'd, I'd have to ask for my top speed. So we'll see if we can. I think Chalk would be up there as well. I think if we went head to head, that would be that'd be an interesting one. But um, no, nah, I do back myself. You know, my pace. Yeah, that's what I love doing. Um, even when I, back when I was playing Aussie rules football, that was that was my thing, and I was just quicker than everyone. So glad to be able to affect the game and use my pace yeah, in, in, six in, in passes never play for us okay thanks yeah, man that's why you're winning and thanks for the referee too no worries thanks, no worries bros yeah, thank yeah. you cheers oh, yeah no, <laughs> so, so, not too happy uh, thanks for that interlude to uh, to the men down here at uh, Macedonia Park uh, just one last question for you because there was a point early in the first half when Sorrento were up and you guys dropped to the bottom of the ladder uh, did, did you know that sort of thing do you, do, do, does, does that get in your mind at all, the position that you have been on the table? And it, it seemed like almost as soon as you you went uh, down to that position, all of a sudden you kicked into gear. Uh, yeah, you know, look, it's tough, you know, halfway through the season now, we're sitting down where we don't want to be. You know, we know we're better than that. And it's just that we just haven't put in the consistent performances to be where we should be, you know. Like, we had a really good night series and we were coming into the season full of confidence, um, you know, and then we just haven't been putting the results together. But we've seen, we've shown in patches, you know, a couple of weeks ago against Kingsway and then now today against Sterling. We can be up there with the best teams, you know. we just got to be consistent with that. Um, but in terms of being down the bottom, I think it didn't, doesn't really affect us that much because we know, we know we're better than that. But I guess, you know, it does add a little bit of pressure, 
you know, under the surface. You know, you kind of a bit, oh, you want to get out of there as quick as you can. Uh, but now we're pretty confident that we're going to be pushing up now from now on, second half of the season for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Chad. Have a great night. Thanks, mate. Cheers for that. Appreciate it. Shout out to Chad. Um, yeah. Cheers for the interview, Chad, and cheers to the raving lunatic. It was just like we lost 4-0, but it was the referee's fault. Which, you know, usually I think I can't agree with you, but then actually kind of like seeing how things have happened and seeing how things have panned out. Yeah, maybe, but they didn't have 10 men, so I don't know what that person's talking about. Um, and I would love to see a race between Chop Dow and Chad Nelson. Um, I, th I think it'd be a fascinating race. Uh, quick side note, played against Chad Nelson uh, when... Reds, sorry, when Armadale played against um, North Perth in the FFA Cup, as it was known at the time, um, and he tried to kick the crap out of me. No one tells you about that one. Tried to kick the crap out of me. I had a big time tackle on him. He got back up and he just smashed the crap out of my heel and we almost had a fight. And then he went back and scored a hat trick off three shots. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers for that, Chad. Um, but I think that wraps it up for today. Massive shout out to Max Organ um, for the interview down there at Lark Hill and to Josh as well. Everybody take care. Hopefully you all enjoyed the FA Cup result as much as I did. <laughs> um, and yeah, go check out some local football. This should be some cup games on Tuesday and if you're hearing this in the morning on Sunday go see some of the women's games as well it's the um it's the state cup round and I think there is an absolute cracking game between Perth Red Star and Perth SC so go check that out as well all the best everybody bye-bye